0: Welcome to a nursing state of mind. In this podcast series, nurses Linda Grow, who is CEO and Executive Director of AORN, and Dr. Phyllis Quinlan, a coach who specializes in the emotional well-being of nurses, sit down for conversations that reflect on nurse experiences during COVID-19. Their insights will help you strengthen your self-awareness and help you continue providing care with confidence, pride, and satisfaction. Hello. I'm Linda Groh, CEO and Executive Director of the Association of Perioperative Registered Nurses. While this podcast is produced by AORN, this series is for all nurses in all practice settings. I'm with Dr. Phyllis Quinlan, a self care and healing coach who specializes in the emotional well being of nurses. She is the author of several books, including Rediscovering the Joy of being a nurse, a holistic approach to compassion fatigue. In this podcast, we're going to focus on fatigue and getting the rest we need to stay strong. Dr. Phyllis, nurses are being asked to work double shifts. They're being called in on their day off. And every day they are challenged by unrelenting demands from the impact of COVID-19 in their professional and their personal lives. They are exhausted. Rest and a good night's sleep are important to maintaining good health. I know that. But sometimes we just can't slow our minds down to fall asleep or to stay asleep. What suggestions do you have?
1: Uh, Linda, I'd like to talk about the first part of your concern first, uh, the part about being called in on days off. So I've heard many stories about nurses working overtime because they thought their colleagues were working short and they were having a, a tough time making their peace with that fact. It was disturbing to them. And while I fully support the sense of teamwork that goes into making a decision to work overtime, I just need to say this. Um, and I'm offering this comment as an experienced legal nurse consultant with 16 years experience. Only you have the power to know if you're working exhausted, which in a legal sense is working in a compromised manner. Being exhausted is not a defense for making an error. You must have the courage of your convictions that for you to work an additional shift, at least at the specific time you're being asked, would compromise your patients, your colleagues, and yourself, and that's vital for everyone's safety.
0: Dr. Phyllis, I really appreciate that point of view and the reminder. As nurses, we really need to learn to say no, but it's outside our nature. I know it's important that we understand our limits. I want to shift now to discuss the rest and
1: sleep. So, Linda, unfortunately, this is all too common an issue among healthcare professionals. Um, but I do have several suggestions to offer, okay? I believe that the the secret to getting a good night's rest begins with following a routine that gets you in the mindset of welcoming sleep as opposed to demanding sleep. You know, we we can model our routine after the way we closed out the day with our children, Decide on a time that you are gonna declare your day over and stick with it. Take your bath and or your shower, uh, get into some really comfortable pajamas. You can read, um, but you wanna read something on paper and not go to a tablet or your phone or a computer because the white light on the screen will stimulate your brain and your brain will start to think it's daytime. You can watch some mindless TV Uh, Follow a routine that helps to signal, send signals to your brain that the day is over so that you can welcome sleep and let go of the notion of sleep on demand. We just really have to wind down, and we have to be patient that that takes time to wind down, and in these days, it takes even a little bit longer. I have a few practical questions for our listeners. So when's the last time you bought a mattress or a pillow? when's the last time you invested in comfortable bedding and when's the last time you purchased comfortable pajamas and i hope beyond hope that none of you were sleeping in old scrubs i just really (laughs) think that making the investment in a really good mattress and comfortable pillow and really comfy bedding and getting the most comfortable pajamas you possibly can can really set you up to be successful at falling asleep and staying asleep.
0: Dr. Phillips, these are really great suggestions and important self care solutions. I can vouch for the restorative value of something as simple as turning your mattress, fresh linens, and sleepwear. Can you offer any other guidance?
1: Well, you know, this one's going to be a little bit harder because it really does mean we have to, you know, change the way we think. We, we need to make peace with the concept of 24-hour care and stop trying to finish things that are actually perpetual and will honestly be waiting for us the next day. So this means that we're going to, again, try to embrace personal best and not the illusion of perfection. You know, if you if you really believe that you're ha- you've been developing some insomnia, which is quite possible under these conditions, I would like to suggest speaking to your PMD or to a wellness coach. It may be possible that you actually need a sleep aid for a short period of time, until we can stand down from our pandemic response mode. Um, you may want to discuss herbal remedies with these folks as well. It's really really important, Linda, to set boundaries with friends and families. Um, those, those interruptions, you know, I just have a quick question, you know, can really break your relaxation and short circuit your ability to relax again, and then again, invite sleep. And, you know, one of the things that I know works for me is, is to try to stop drinking fluid a couple of hours before I actually lay down. And I'm addicted to coffee. So I have to make a real strong, you know, commitment to limit my caffeine, you know, to maybe four o'clock in the afternoon, so that doesn't interfere with my sleep as well.
0: What about meditation, Dr. Phyllis? Can that be helpful?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of times people kind of, you know, resist the, the whole idea of meditation, but we're, it's not, it doesn't mean that you have to get out of bed and sit on a cushion and practice meditation. What I'd like you to do is lay in bed quietly and just practice what I call seven eleven breathing where you concentrate on your breath, you breathe in for seven seconds and you exhale for 11. Breathe in for seven seconds and exhale for 11. And just concentrating on this type of deep breathing can actually stimulate your parasympathetic nervous system which helps you relax your muscles and slow everything down so that you can feel relaxation and maybe feel sleep coming on. You can add some visualization to the practice or you can start to sense your muscles relaxing from the feet up. Many people have shared that they usually drop off when they do something like that before they start relaxing their shoulders. Lastly, Linda, I I just want to remind everyone that they should try to connect with the unbelievable service that they're rendering because your head can help your heart and soul be at peace and sleep then becomes easier.
0: Dr. Phyllis, that's a great note to end on. When your heart and soul are at peace, sleep is easier. As usual, you have provided some valuable suggestions, and we thank you. I hope those who are listening will continue to listen to our podcast series, A Nursing State of Mind, and you will continue to take advantage of the many tools and resources you can find within the web pages of the Wellbeing Initiative at nursingworld.org forward slash the Wellbeing Initiative. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Thank you for listening. We hope you found value in this discussion and you'll join us next time for a nursing state of mind.